Hey, welcome back, ladies, and welcome back, listeners. It's your hostess, Tracy, Tracy O'Malley, and I'm here today again, as usual, with Sarah Rodriguez and uh, Meredith, Meredith Blake. We uh, we took a couple weeks off for spring, uh, not spring break. Oh, I'm already looking forward to spring break. Sorry. We took a couple weeks off for Christmas break, and now we're back with today's Florida teacher, and mm. uh, we were we were talking earlier about how we were going to start the podcast, what our subject topics were going to be. We tried to plan a little bit, and we wanted to open with just that, going back to school. Uh, but something a little more important came up, and we're going to open with that. And sadly, it's not a great story, and I'm going to mm. leave it to Sarah, because Sarah brought it to my attention. So uh, listeners, let's listen to Sarah for a minute. Uh, as I was coming in today, was, the news was on, um, there was another uh, school shooting in Iowa. Um, it is in a place called, this high school is called Perry High School. Um, and it happened at 7.30 this morning. The kids are just coming back from winter break. Today was their first day back. It was at a high school, uh, six victims, uh, a middle a schooler. School? Oh, yes. It's, okay. it's, 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 it's Perry yeah. high school. Okay. Um, and I'm sure as more, more news comes out, it will, more things we'll know about Perry high school. Mm-hmm. But, uh, one of the victim, the one victim, there were six victims. One victim is a middle schooler. That was the one. A sixth grader was killed. Wow. I don't know what killed. that te- what that kid was doing at the school. Oh, I have but... so many ideas of why that kid was at the school. Because his mother taught Spanish mm-hmm. there, and he had to wait an hour till the school that he goes to opens. You know, there's a million reasons why a sixth grader could be at a middle school, and I'm trying to think of good reasons why he's there. I don't know. I don't know. That's right. tragic. And um. And then the four, four, it's four students. uh, They're in stable condition. One critical. And I believe that was the administrator that was shot. Oh my God. God. Uh, And this happened, like I said, in Iowa, the assailant, the person who did the the shooter was 17. His name is Dylan Butler. uh, Acted alone. Uh, he Did had he a, he had a shotgun, killed? one of those pump. No, he killed himself. Oh, God. Self-inflicted gun for, gunshot wound. Um, he had a pump, uh, rifle. Oh, so, the kinds you know that you have to pump. And say. then yep. you can still sell AR-15s because you can do the same damage with a pump rifle. That's what they're going right. to say. Dylan appeared to have acted alone and was armed with a pump action shotgun and small caliber handgun. The really just uh, disturbing, all of this is disturbing. However, in the school, they found a bomb device. Oh my God. I, I, that, I had, that had been made. Okay. And it says here, also officers also located an improvised explosive device at the scene which was, was described as rudimentary. Right. So um, that was happening in Iowa. Now, of course, we need to make a Florida connection. 
DeSantis was asked about this oh, after it right. happened. It happened what this morning because they're all they're all they're all in Iowa right now doing their thing, right? right? So his response is. The Republican presidential candidate, I'm getting this off NBC News, the Republican candidate uh, touted efforts in Florida to keep schools safe in a joint interview with NBC News and the Des Moines Register. Now, he declined to say anything about any changes to federal laws because he says, and this is in quotes, shooting, school shootings is more of a local and state issue. And he also goes on to say... I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he said that because he's going to get nailed for that. But go ahead. Mm -hmm. He's an idiot. He says, but we've shown how it's done in Florida. The things we've done have been very, very effective. Hold on. Hold on. I'm I'm just going to interrupt right there. Please. I've been teaching in Florida for 20 years. And I feel no safer today than I did when I was a first year teacher. I don't feel any less safe today than I did when I was a first year teacher. Do you feel Good the point. same way? Um, I'm going to answer that question. May I answer that question? Yeah. Meredith? Mm-hmm. I don't feel safe ever in that in school. And as a matter of fact, I was going to add this to this story. Uh, we had two kids arrested for guns in their backpacks at our school. Wow. And this happened just just prior to break. So nobody knew anybody saying, and, you know, today that's all the teachers are talking about. So Listen, we have guns in my school. So, no, I'm very afraid every I'm not, minute now. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I don't know if I've shared this. I mean, when I was in high school in a Florida school, you know, we had a kid bring a gun to campus. You know, I know the story because my chorus teacher was, um, she taught math too, and it was in her math class. And a kid raised the hand and said, hey, I have a question about this problem here. I don't know how to answer it. And walked up to her desk and had written on a piece of paper, this kid has a gun in his bag. I saw it this morning. And it was written on the page in the, you know, in the book. Good kid, good for um, you. You know, and the you know, they called the principal and the principal walked in, um, had already known like which bag it was. And the principal came walking in, walking up, like, you know, was coming in to talk to the teacher, walked by that bag, kicked it to the back of the room. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the SRO, the deputy, uh, you know, on campus came in and, you know, took the kid out. Um, and that happened, I, I can't believe I'm about to, I mean, you know, that happened 30 years ago. And, so I, and so when I say I don't feel any less safe, I don't feel any less safe now than I did, you know, back then when that happened, when I was a student, yeah. I don't feel any less safe now. My, my whole point is I don't understand where he comes off saying that he or we or whoever has done anything in this state to, to all make we do is safe. lock the doors. That's all that's different. Mm-hmm. We still have mm-hmm. all the guns. We still have all mm-hmm. the gun violence. It might not always be in the school. What has he done? You're right, Meredith. What has he done? Uh, this is a few quoted things that he says he's done. Okay. <laughs> uh, shall I buckle up for this? Um, okay. This is what he says. Uh, I know these things can be used to try to target things because he says, I don't support infringing the rights of law-abiding citizens with right, respect so. to the ability to un- exercise their constitutional rights. 
Except okay. for the person. We know what that means. I'm, I'm right. not going to We all know what that NRA. means. Because they're all saying it. Um, and that's typically what I think we've seen, what we've seen in, in these cycles after a school shooting incident. But people can count on me to hold criminals accountable. Be very serious about holding accountable people accountable that represent a dangerous society, but at the same time protecting their constitutional rights. Whew. Talk about somebody who can talk right side, both sides of their mouth. Right, circle um, around and around. Yep. Uh, he talks about mental health, which I was really quite surprised about. DeSantis pointed to mental health as the prevailing issue in shootings like the one in Perry or the one in high school in Parkland, Florida. In Florida, we've worked hard to identify some of these folks because the shooter at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Parkland, everyone knew he was the one who did it. Listen to what he what he's quoted for saying, okay? Everyone knew he was the one who did it before that had even been reported because there were so many warning signs. That is a lie. I guess I, I'm I'm just kind of confused. I mean, how is it that you say that Florida has done so much and then your one example is just because you're arguing people in the community knew? Like, that's not the state of Florida stepping in and doing anything, number one. Number two, I've got some real, the way they're throwing mental health around now because they're not throwing it around in the the way I've been hoping we want them to start talking about mental health and normalizing um, mental health as a priority. They're not, they're using mm -hmm. it as a scapegoat. And, and you're absolutely right, Meredith. Mm -hmm. We started with being able to talk to our children about mental health and mental health issues. And now we can't anymore. And that all came from Casey DeSantis. So yeah, he's not done a thing. He hasn't done a thing. Right. So that's the latest uh, update on what's happening in schools across the nation. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it does make you incredibly uncomfortable about, you know, this is easier and easier. Now I have no idea what their, what their situation is in Iowa or Perry or wherever. I know that from, from when Parkland happened, it felt like our schools are starting to become these places where it's no longer an area of carefree. Uh, that after Parkland, um, our schools have become, I know there's an expression for it, but they've become places where everything is locked. Everything we have monthly drills. I mean, we've always had fire drills, but it feels like our months are filled with drills of some kind or another. Well, because by law, I think we have two lockdowns a month and one fire drill a month or something like okay. that. Fair so it enough. Is a lot. It is a lot. <clears throat> but you also feel this, like tomorrow, when we walk into school, there's going to be this and you can't help it. There's going to be that underlying anxiety, like somebody else just shot up a school. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. It, I don't know if it's going to be underlying for me. <laughs> um, and and that's I, the, tra the part of the tragedy in all this. Schools used to be places where people would go, of course, to learn. Kids that you send your kids. 
but it seemed like it was a freer place to be. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a real thing. We have a real problem with having to lock our da- our schools down. You know, we want parent involvement. We want our community. To be, we want to be part of our community, etc. But we won't let them mm-hmm. in our buildings anymore. We're afraid right. to open our doors to them because people are right. fucking crazy and will shoot you with a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know. I, I, I don't know what they have planned for my school tomorrow, but if they shut, if they do a lockdown tomorrow, oh, they, oh, oh they, right. I, I they mean, will. but they would. <laughs> they I, would if we weren't already having a pep rally. And and I guess um, I'm curious, like, like you had two kids um, at your school, you know, with guns, and I'm mm-hmm. wondering why. <laughs> I just didn't just well, know why. You know, we have these kids that that are gangs and them using the air quotes and they they're punks they're punks and they have access to weapons i don't know what to say i don't know mm-hmm. uh, you know i'm sure when <clears throat> excuse me when i was a teenager some of our kids might have had access to weapons but it was never a thing were you worried mm-hmm. that somebody was going to shoot you mm-hmm. well, if somebody was pissed at you they beat you up I and that was the end of it. True, and, and I think that I think there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of factors. I mean, this is a a, a topic that's not, um, you know, it's not simple. And and I think I did look this up. I wanted to see how big the town of Perry um, is, and it's less oh, had okay. less than fewer than eight thousand people living in it in you know 2021. And um, and, and it just kind of speaks, I think, a little bit to the rural urban divide. Like this is, um, it's a real issue in this topic. And, um, you know. How do you mean that? How do you like clarify that for me? Because I'm not connecting. Um, you, you know, when, when you get into, we're kind of veering out of, you know, our, know. our area here. But, you know, there there's a lot of conversation in um, in this debate on guns and access to guns. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you live in a city, um, an urban area where there's, you know, a high concentration, um, you tend to feel less safe knowing that other people around you might have guns. When okay. you live in a rural area, having access to guns is actually, can be a matter of life and death because you, you know, you might live in an area where it takes too long for the police to get out there, mm-hmm. or you might have to deal with wild animals and things like that. So, um, you know, so, you know, I, I don't know. I was just curious, like, how big this town was, because I was wondering, you know, like, the kid has a shotgun, and that makes sense if you're kind of in a rural area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty small. Mm-hmm. How many did you say? How many people live there? And in 2021, there were fewer than 8,000 people there. I mean, we have more than 2,000 kids in my school. So right. That's a really small town. Yeah. Uh, if you want that for comparison. Okay, that's. <clears throat> that's unfortunate so, it's, yeah. it's, it's tragic it's we have to go to school tomorrow we're scheduled for mm-hmm. a pep rally mm-hmm. oh it's gonna be a day i wonder mm-hmm. if they'll you know we were scheduled for a lockdown a couple weeks ago i don't know if we've recorded since then because yeah listeners we've been on vacation uh mm-hmm. but just to, prior to our vacation there was a, a gun threat at the school that's across the street from our school and so that 
it, nothing happened, thankfully, but it doesn't mean you're not nervous going to school the next day when somebody's going to, says they're going to shoot it up. Um, <clears throat> so they canceled like a pep rally that we were going to have because of that. I think, I say it was because of that threat that they would never say that out loud to mm -hmm. people, but I believe that's why they did it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I wonder if they'll get, no, they won't cancel this because of that. It's not, never mind. Hmm. I hate pep rallies. <laughs> so yes we had we go go ahead no go ahead go ahead we can turn it into a positive let's turn it into something yeah, else try, well i don't know if we're going to be positive with our next subject because listeners as you know we try to speak from things that we know and bring you some information and uh we were talking recently about the subject of yes yeah, so uh pep rallies bum me out because they're really loud, but you can't hear what anybody's saying. So uh brings us to going back to school and going to pep rallies. And we have one this week. Why? Um, you have, wait, why do you have a pep rally? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it got canceled because of the, the threat oh. at the other school. And they're calling it, um, this is why. I'm going to try to explain it to you. <clears throat> they're calling it Introducing Fall Sports Pep Rally. So there's really nothing happening. There's nothing to pep for. It's just, I want, I think they wanted to bring the kids and get them excited about something. I don't okay, know. That's fair. But they're also, you know, the state of Florida no longer allows you to do those mental health module things. And now they disguise it as something else that Casey DeSantis came up with. And it's called, what is it called? Resiliency training. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our team of administrators, put together a plan that we would do both of those any day that we had to do one of those module things we would have something fun at the end of the day so this one is the pep rally <laughs> and it was planned actually the friday before break but because of that whole situation it got moved so okay. it was probably a good idea before <sighs> But anyways, we went back to school, listeners. Not all of the districts in Florida go back at the same time. So some of you may be listening while you're still hanging out by your pool, not at school. Uh, and others may have already started back with us. How did it go for you guys going back? What's happening? Uh, not going to lie, it was hard. It was hard to go back. I think it was hard for the kids to go back. Uh, it's hard after you've been gone for almost two and a half weeks. Right? Yeah. Two weeks? It was two, two weeks. weeks. Uh, two full weeks. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Um, to go back it, right, it's it's it was it was it's fantastic. Uh and it takes a little bit of time to to get back to uh the swing of things. We've had a uh, lot of absences. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't notice that this time back. Yeah. I've had quite a few absences. Um as far as the school, I think we're all still walking around in a bit of a, uh, I want my blankie kind of thing. <laughs> you know, I think we're all in a bit of, yeah. So um, if we could be sucking our thumbs, out. I think we probably would be. Yes. And I um, want a blanket because it's cold out. But I do want to make a comment on that, like get in the swing of things. Today mm -hmm. I saw a really funny meme that somebody posted about you know, just that, getting back in the swing of things and how hard it is. And it's like, maybe because we shouldn't be in the swing of things. Like, maybe that's bad for <laughs> so us. So true, though. And I thought that was fantastic. So, um, 
I had a tough time jumping in. It, I won't lie. When I when I go on a vacation, it takes me that day to become a night person. But when I come back from oh, a vacation, yes, very true. It mm-hmm. takes me two or three days to become a morning person. So it was rough. The last couple of days were tough. I'm not going to lie. But I'm not going to complain because people think that teachers just complain. And right. we have way too much time off already, which is untrue on both of those. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I mean, I, I, I Mary, what you. about you? Yeah, I don't have that experience because I try to kind of keep my schedule the same no matter what's happening. Oh, um, good. Well, I also have dogs and um, oh. like they get a routine going and you know, you kind of have to live by that routine. You're absolutely um, right. Kittens but, don't care what time you wake up. No. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let you sleep no matter what time of the day it is. Right. Yeah. So, no, I, you know, I just, I, know, I was just thinking about even, you know, the break. I don't know. It just doesn't make much of a difference for me. I, wow. Well, you're not, I, you're the first person I talked to this week that's been, because you're the first person I talked to that's kept their schedule. So good for you. I find it tough because the kids are disengaged. They're not ready to be back yet. Mm-hmm. They, um, <clears throat> yeah, they're here, but they're not here. I mean, my students came, I mean, I have, you know, a different, um, you know, type of student, but my students came back. Some of them came back. Some of them don't come back. Um, it'll be a while before they show up again, if they show up again. But the ones who were here were ready to go. Like, they, like they had been here for the last, you know, week. Nice, nice. Yeah. I will, I will bring up when we've talked about this. I'm sorry, we finished. I totally interrupted you. No, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, you know, our kids took tests. Uh, Miss Rodriguez and I talk all the time about those kids needing to pass that test, and we had a handful of kids pass that test. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that brought me joy coming back to school. I was really mm-hmm. happy. I I had an additional 15 kids. So yay, kids! They're all going to graduate. Yeah. That's exciting. That's yeah, that exciting. was really exciting. So that made the week pretty good. Um, anything else about that? It's just hard to go back. Everybody's, and and you know what's unfortunate from our kids, which I don't know what other districts have going on, but our kids left for a two week vacation and they come back for a week, and then next week is midterm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it's, I remember, and then it's this is, go ahead. Time off. Yep, that's time off after that. They get like and, a four-day weekend. And then they have a four-day weekend after that. Exactly. So it's just so much easier when we come back to a new quarter than it is to come back to midterms. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't need to say why. Most of our listeners are teachers, so they know why. Right, teachers? Anyway. Yeah, but, but it wasn't that uh, the whole – I mean, that was the whole debate about when we start school. I, I mean, that's how that happened. I do know that – in some districts, they did their midterms before everyone went on break. Mm-hmm. Um, most of you know, them, I remember doing most of the time. This is a new thing. <laughs> uh, it, it kind of, uh, you know, it's that big debate about how early do you start school? Because, you know, you have a certain number of days. Um, you know, they have to be there for 180 days, and that's divided into two semesters. And so, yeah. you know, it's 90 school days after the first day of school and you know you can't be starting close to labor day and be able to do midterms in december yeah yeah it's crazy um you know and then on the other hand i'm glad to be back 
I love my kids. You guys know that. I love what I do with my kids. I love being, you know, helpful and all those things. So I'm glad to be back. I just think we need another long weekend. (laughs) I mean, don't you think it makes a difference whether or not you, because I, I always like it when they give teachers a day to kind of, um, kind of react together. I was, we were talking about that. Somebody asked me, you know, about like how, why some districts have everyone come back on the same day and why some districts have teachers come back a day earlier. And I laughed and I was like, well, clearly some people don't understand that, you know, there's a a mental game involved in (laughs) mentally prepare, um, you know, to have them come back in and and usually you're coming back into a quarter ending and you know having ended and you need to make sure your grades are done and there's things to do to keep you busy and that day is necessary because like yeah. you said you know you need to gossip with all your friends about catch what's up. happening right. catch up and, you know find out have lunch together or wait a minute there's no kids today let's go to lunch because we can so yeah those days are necessary yeah um they are. They're necessary for your mental health, and you do get some stuff done. So we're just all readjusting to, you know, getting back into um, the routine. The swing of things, as they say. That's as they um, say. As I just said, complaining about today. The back of the swing of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll try to find that meme that I saw, and I will uh, forward it to Sarah so she can put it on our social media because she's good at that stuff. Uh, anyways, why don't we take a break right now, ladies, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about our topic of um, great inflation. So mm-hmm. prepare yourself. <laughs> I don't know. We'll be back in a minute. Break. That's awesome. Okay. Hey, hey, welcome back, uh, ladies. Welcome back. Uh, like I said before, we're going to talk a little bit about um, grade inflation. And for those of you who don't know what it is, I'm going to give you just a quick Wikipedia definition. It's the awarding of higher grades than students deserve. Pretty simple. One sentence. Uh, does it happen in our schools or does it not happen in our schools? And why is it a problem if it's happening? That's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to send it to one of you guys to start out with. So who wants to jump in? No, you can't not answer. One <laughs> <laughs> of you guys is supposed okay. to start talking. Let me... <laughs> I'll leave this in because I don't want to have to cut it. <laughs> Go ahead. Um. Great inflation. This is what I wrote down for great inflation because it came across my feed and this guy, this writer was having basically a fit about great inflation and what his words were, when you inflate their grades, you lose the integrity of the assignment or the task that they're expected to do. Okay. I'm not sure if this man has actually been in a high school classroom in a really long time. And I say this because the experience that I've had is everything is about a grade. Every single, you could pick up a pencil 
and the kid's going to ask you, is this for a grade? But why? You're not wrong. Let's, but why? Why? I'm just, why does that happen? Oh, God. We could, uh, for me, I think it's because they're over tested and what they're trying to determine what matters because some things don't matter, they think. I don't know. I don't know why they worry. They ask me the same thing every time they say it. Is this going to be graded? And I was like, well, don't pass it in and find out. So, because <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie either, ladies and gentlemen. And if some of you aren't teachers that are listening, I don't grade everything. Right. Why would you, though? It makes no sense to grade everything. And, and Right. But the kids don't realize that. I don't think they think it through when they're passing in their work and they're like, is this for a grade? Well, don't pass it in and find out. So, right. Uh, yeah. Anyways. I, I go back to, you know, um, you know, the whole behaviorist theory in psychology. I don't understand. I don't understand why, like even how this came about. Um, you know, and I hear teachers say, well, if it's not graded, they're not going to do it. And I personally have never had that be my experience. So I'm really disconnected from that idea. Um, but I also never graded everything and never told them what would or would not be graded. Exactly. It was a crapshoot. It was a crapshoot. Yep. Um, but it's a, let's get, go ahead, go ahead. Go Sarah. ahead. No, it is a bit of a crapshoot. It is for sure a crapshoot. Uh, back to the the inflation of said grades, whether we grade them yes. or we'll, whether we don't, whether we mm -hmm. inflate them or whether we don't. Um, uh, there's two sides. Like there's two sides as a teacher when I think about this situation because I know mm -hmm. that that um, there is the school of thought that you can't give kids less than fifty percent on an assignment because it will be so bad for them to get out of that hole okay mm -hmm. and then the other teacher in the room next door thinks you're not going to sit in my room and not do anything and get 50 points for it so where do you guys stand there how do you guys feel about that um that well, situation because that's happening so my question is what does that number represent? I mean, you have to start with what is the purpose of a grade? I know we're going to talk about the inflation piece, but I think mm -hmm. we have to start with the foundation of mm -hmm. what does that grade represent? Well, traditionally and expectedly, I think it represents, you know, the progress in the classroom. The, um, you know, yeah. It, it, <laughs> It's, you know, you're absolutely correct. You're, you're like on the... To, to me, because that's what I look at in grades, I think about in my classroom, it's their progress. Because it, honestly, I don't care what they get for a grade in my English class as much mm -hmm. as I care is what they get for a grade on that test. Mm -hmm. So my grades are all based on this progress that I want to see. Other teachers might have other reasons why they give tests and grades. How is that any different? How is that any different than, than that scenario that you were just presenting about the one teacher, you know, about the two teachers? Um, you know, I agree with you that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. How do we know? How do we go ahead? Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, because, yes, I mean, the grade is supposed to represent, um, you know, progress, but it's actually supposed to represent, you know, the mastery, mastery. of, mm -hmm. of content. Mm -hmm. um, or in the state of Florida, we now attach this, you know, to standards. It is a representation of, you know, 
how is, what is this student learning? How are they learning? Are they, you know, how do they compare with their peers? There's, there's a lot involved in, in what that grade represents, but it's just supposed to give the students and the parents and the school an idea of, of the learning that's taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that it actually represents that, which is kind of what we're talking about. Okay. Um, but I think that we have to start with that foundation that the grades exist for a reason. You know, and they should show us how students are not even necessarily performing, but it it's that getting to that mastery of the content or mastery of the standards. Uh, it's it's interesting because I often have kids who are scoring very low on that test and can't get past that, but they can pass my class. So, you know. I don't know, because I, 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 the things that they do to get the grade in my class is supposed to be moving them along to get them to pass that other test, and, mm-hmm. and they're valid grades. I get that. They're valid grades. They can do those in that setting. Like, usually, they're working with a group or a whole group. So I just have struggles all the time about whether I I I think I'm over-inflating grades or not, because I could be accused of grade inflation, I think. I think I, well, I think I could definitely yes I think I could definitely <laughs> yeah be it I will give you my experience that for me grades like when we were growing up of course they were a reflection of supposed to be a reflection of how we doing in school like mm-hmm. I almost didn't graduate from high school because I had it I had to get a C in PE <laughs> I hear you girl okay I hated to dress out Right. I hated to dress out. I hated to, I did so much. My mom would write me notes. I mean, it was a whole thing that only stopped me from graduating from high school. I have found that my experience, two things have happened. One, for the longest time to be, to get into a good college. And when I put good college, I put them in quotes, whatever you think good college Mm -hmm. is. Okay, fair. It was the GPA, right? It was how mm-hmm. high could you get your GPA? Mm-hmm. Or this was before you could get like a 4.9, which I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the GPA would, the kids with the high GPAs were smart, right? Mm-hmm. And they were going to college and they yes, needed they those were. grades for college. I was a purely C student, didn't excel at anything, didn't put much effort into anything. I was the same student. Look at us now. So at the beginning of my career, I felt that there was more trueness to grades. Now I feel if that, I feel that parents and expectations from those parents have made it so where we can't give, if we give anything less than a C, unless that parent gives no crap at all, we're going to hear about it. Exactly. You're exactly right. Because there are often times where teachers are held to the fire saying, you got to give that kid a passing grade. And right. the teachers want to fight it and say, he didn't do anything in my room, but he just needs the credit, but he didn't do any of the work. And we get, we get 
honestly, ladies and gentlemen, don't let this shock you, but we get bullied into changing grades to make these kids mm-hmm. graduate. Are you kidding uh, me? I, I know for a fact that sometimes grades can be are changed after the teacher submits them without the teacher's permission. I, I hate hearing that. I don't mm-hmm. doubt what you're saying. It makes me really mad because I'm expected to sign a, a, a an attendance verification form every quarter, and then you can just go change it. That's that's infuriating. You know what? Yeah, you know what? That's infuriating. But I also find it infuriating that there are teachers who will, you know, assign a kid a grade of an F because they didn't do anything, but the kid, you know, passed the final exam. You know, I, I don't know. Like I, I find a lot of um, inequities in in the grading systems. Uh, you know, as they're being used on on you know multiple areas. Okay, let's um. I, I have a bunch of numbers written down, and of course, we ladies and gentlemen did take a little break for Christmas, and these notes were written down well before <laughs> that. So I'm going to try to decipher them. <clears throat> but according to ACT leadership dot org um, a year ago from 2010 to 21 the grade points went up 0.19 from three seven from 3.17 okay let me get this to you in three from 3.17 in 2021 to 3.36 in uh what did I say, 20, no, 2010 to 2021, with the greatest inflation ready, don't be surprised, 2018 to 2021 during mm-hmm. COVID sure. is mm-hmm. when we saw the highest percentage of grade, well, we're, we're calling it grade inflation, but they just grades increased during those periods of time. Um, and, you know, people worry because I read one title that said uh, in Forbes, magazine i think forbes and, and the title was great inflation is not a victimless crime and mm-hmm. i wanted to talk about that and um see what your thoughts were on that because like we said we all feel like we could be in in trouble for great inflation so who are we uh who are our victims who are the victims? You're right. I mean, it says here in 2022, more than 89% of high schoolers received an A or B in math, English, social studies, and science. But their test scores didn't reflect that. So yeah, does that mean we're sending, of- out, we're sending out high schoolers that are not prepared? Is, and society is the down, victim? Are we dumbing down the curriculum? Are does- we responsible for that like what's happening and who is the victim wondering does it matter i i don't know i I guess i'm trying to understand um i'm trying to understand why it matters why right i'm sorry why grade inflation matters yeah well there was some stuff that i read about and it was things about um it changes the level of prestige that colleges and high schools have Based on, you know, for example, real estate values in, in towns in many places are based upon mm-hmm. the, the school and, so and how good the schools are. So, you know, if we're giving all these kids fake grades, um, it's not reflective of what's really happening in that school. It's money. You're right. It's money. It's always money. So what would um, happen if we took away grades? 
Oh, I don't know. Good question. If you, you, if you've, you threw that at me, like how am I supposed to know what you're I know, doing? Well, Sarah and I have had this conversation. I've, I've shared this with her. I personally believe that we should even have grades. I personally think it should be pass fail. You mm -hmm. either meet this, you know, you either meet the criteria, the, you know, the standards for the course or you don't. That's true. And then what happens? Yeah. And that's a, and, I mean, and it worked for us in elementary school, didn't it? That's how I got through elementary school. It was well, but, then, but it's you know, it just passed fail. You either meet the requirements or you don't. I mean, but I guess my my bigger question here is if we're blaming these things on grade inflation, um, if you know, we're saying, oh, if we're inflating grades, we're sending out you know, kids who aren't ready for the next you know, stage of life. If we got rid of grades, would we suddenly be sending kids out who were ready for the next stage of life? Or would we still be having the same issues? I believe we'd still be having the same issues. <laughs> I'm going to say that I believe that our schools are, are so overburdened trying to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's just not possible. It's, we're going to be sending kids out there that are not quite prepared. 100%. Yes. We are. You're okay. right. We are understaffed. We are undertrained. We are mm -hmm. under, we are under, undermined when you think about mm -hmm. legislation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So, and the job is difficult when you're trying to just keep almost like a peace in your classroom that yeah. things don't just erupt <laughs> it's you know a, it's a battle so it is a battle it's, it's a battle and the one other thing i was saying about um two things i wanted to say because i think this might go into what we were going to talk about um that great inflation it says that it one it gives the student a unrealistic view of how they're actually doing right I believe that's another true. one is the parents. The parents have an, but I'm going to tell you right now, if a kid's getting an A, B, or C, a parent's most likely going to go, do you know how to do an algebraic equation? Right. <laughs> now I know I'm not going to ask my kid that we were trying to figure out just 15 years ago, how to count change. Well, I think the bigger <laughs> concern though, you know, the parents are, are so concerned about these grades. Everybody wants mm -hmm. an A. I, I can't wrap my head around why a C, which stands for satisfactory, mm -hmm. I don't understand why that's not acceptable anymore. Why does everyone have to have an A? Well, because we're push we're pushing these kids from the top to the bottom with this race for that school grade. Uh, everybody worries about that school grade, and the mm -hmm. kids' grades matter. Their GPA affects our school grade their gpa so, affects their school grade how is gpa figured not into gpa school grade? i'm sorry test scores okay test GPA? scores test scores sorry listeners i'm back test scores mm -hmm. uh yes i just feel like i don't know why i feel this way but i feel well, like we just put it to the point where sometimes it's just I, i'm gonna say this out loud just easier to give the kid the grade they need and not fight the mm -hmm. administration for what they're sure. trying to do. Sure, but I, I, I guess I don't know that that students' <laughs> grades in class actually correlate to 
what they're doing on these standardized tests. Mm -hmm. I should even say that. I know that they don't. Oh, I know that they don't because I know what they do in my class and I know what they get on the test. So that doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of it stems from like there's, I mean, there is a prestige in having A's and, you know, and, and I, I am fully aware of my own bias in this conversation because had I, if I were a high school student today with my grades, when I was in high school, I would have been a straight A student through my entire career. There never would have been a B on my report card because all of my B's were 91s, 92s. That was back when you had to have a 94 to get an A, you know? And the kids, these grade grubbers, I read that word when I was reading up about this, these grade grubbers, I had one today. He's like, Miss, what can I do to get that 89 to be a 90? And I go, well, you could have done it back on, you know, whatever date it was that the assignment was missing from. It's too late now. Like, you got to be. Have you ever... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I know, mean, but then there's those kids who are like, this kid works so hard. Do I give it to him or don't I give it to him? We're all guilty. There's well, not one teacher out there who isn't. I used to always, and I know it's probably not considered a great practice, but I used to sit there after I submitted, you know, when I was ready to submit my grades and I would I would look at all of them because this is where I struggle. There's There has to be a clear difference between the quality of an A and a C. Otherwise, what are we grading? Because if, if everything's an A, then that A means nothing. So, you know, I but I would look at their final grades in the class and I would have kids who, you know, might have a C and I'd go, nothing this kid did. Like, I know that the average of all the grades I've entered is a C, but this kid's contribution to this class and what they've shown me throughout this term, that's not a C. And I have yeah. no problem changing that grade. And yes, I did it the other way too. So Okay, yeah, no, there's not one of us that isn't guilty of it. And th- this brings to another thing, like I'm in a school where attendance is a big issue and, and, and things happen. We're in a migrant area. Uh, we have a lot of kids that come from other countries and something like this will happen oh my grandfather died i'm going to be gone for eight days okay Mm -hmm. we sign you out you're gone for eight days now is that kid responsible to do every assignment for the last eight days for seven teachers somebody do the math there that's too many assignments Mm -hmm. like where Mm -hmm. do you draw the line there like there's the kid that sleeps in your class all day versus this kid who just went away and he's coming back to this avalanche of work to make up. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that out? So those are the things we're faced with that people don't even think about. Like, what do you do? I'm going to give you, give ahead, you an experience you that I just had yesterday. Okay? Oh, perfect. Um, student before, I'm going to say even before Thanksgiving break, student said that I was having surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. No problem. She didn't come back again for two months. Oh, shit. Okay. You can't make that up in seven she, classes. Exactly. This, yeah. this student went from being a moderately good student. The student had made changes to their attitude, their attendance, their behavior, their work you know, like how they do their work mm-hmm. had made great strides 
up until that moment in time where this student ended up in the hospital for days yeah, and days and days. Okay. So when we came, when she came, I didn't want to say gender, but when the student came back, physically, you could see that the student had been through a traumatic physical happening. A lot of weight was lost, gaunt, Mm. uh, quiet, uh, no energy, right? Yeah. I had no idea what had happened. All I know is that this student was going to have surgery. We, they had a meeting yesterday. And I remember when the student walked into my room because I said, you're back. And you could see on, on the face, like, she had been through hell. Oh. So, okay? so what did they decide? So as a They decided, one... She's a senior. Okay. Okay. Two, there was no way from now until eternity that the student could make up the as many assignments as the student had missed. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely physically no and mentally, she couldn't pick up a computer. Yeah. Okay, so grades are important and grades do show progress. But there has to be times where you where it said this this child up until this point has worked really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be enough. Mm-hmm. You're right. And, right. And, you know, that and for us who, and for us as teachers to say, you know what? You're absolutely correct. I know what that student could do before this tragedy happened. And it turned out to be tragic. Mm. So the next month is to concentrate on finishing up her second semester. Mm-hmm. Right. And get she still needs to get a concordance score for grade for, for mm. her graduation. So to me to say, like, don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about anything in this class. Your back will start right where you're back from. Exactly. Right. And that should be okay. And, and exactly. I guess we have to say there are those situations where, you know, where teachers, you would hope that every teacher would give that student that grace, as they say, treat them with grace mm-hmm. or whatever. When we came back from COVID, that's all we heard about. Well, this is that situation. And hopefully mm-hmm. I'm glad that your school has, has, have, all of her teachers agreed to do that, or is there an outlier? Uh, there's, a, I'm gonna say, there's probably one outlier, but I believe that that outlier will probably be brought into the fold gently, good, mm-hmm. with of some assurances that their work is still very important. Does that because sometimes this is all about ego? Yes, we're teachers. <laughs> right, we're right. ego. Like yes, my work right. counts. There's no way I'm going to give you a grade if you didn't do it. Yeah. Um, yep. And I think that leads right into one other thing that I want to talk about. I had an epiphany when I went to a meeting. This was probably okay. six or seven years ago. Oh. We've talked about the zero factor. <laughs> In my okay. 
since the evolution of my career, I do not believe that putting a zero in a grade book does anything for the student except dig them in a deeper hole. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. Okay. And if I put in a half and that student never goes above that half because one, they never decided to do the assignment or they did it so poorly that it can't be anything else. It's still going to come out an F. Yep. Uh, I, I, as a teacher, I'm going to say, I, I don't know that it's, I'm calling this the zero factor, but I don't give zeros. I give M's for missing assignment, which gives them the opportunity to fix that. Um, it's calculated in their grade as a zero though. It does, right, it does. But I've, I'm gonna tell you, I've never had a kid not fix it. Kids will give you something if you hold them to it. So they always have it. It's in their folder. They just didn't pass it in. It's always something dumb like that anyway. So, um, you know, I could probably walk over to their folder and find it for them. It's that kind of thing. But I, you know, I, I don't, I just, there are those kids though, like you said, Meredith, you jump that grade down to just because the way they act in your class. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a hard, it's a line that we have to sometimes cross mm -hmm. as teachers. I also know and, that when I, you know, when I did do grades, um, you know, I would, I, I would just put in whatever. I don't, I mean, sometimes I think I switched to the M at some point when we had a system that allowed that, but I would put zeros in, but I would, um, on that day of submitting grades, I changed every zero to a 50, every single zero I changed to a 50. And I'm going to tell you that not once did I ever find a kid when I changed those zeros to fifties. And I'm talking about kids who had you know, sometimes up to 10 zeros. Mm -hmm. Never once did I see a kid go from an F to an A or even an F to a C, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I saw with my own eyes that whether it's a zero or a 50 made no difference in the final grade, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, and except to help them. Um, and I, you know, mm -hmm. it's a whole other... Whole other topic of conversation we should mm -hmm. get into. Right, though. that's another podcast. Mm -hmm. We 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 could have a whole podcast just based yeah. on that one. A motivation. Yeah, one yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. for sure, oh. for sure, for sure. Every teacher I've talked um, to today has complained about that. <laughs> um, and I'm not talking about their motivation. I'm talking about student motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah, teachers, yeah. we're all feeling it. We all um, feel the same thing. Go ahead. I don't, I, great inflation has been in the news quite a bit, and I'm like, of course, if that's the whole you know, whatever comes up on your feed. Mm -hmm. I just to, for my last on this, I don't feel bad giving a kid an A or a B or a half because in the end, the only thing that I care about is that they pass that test. And I exactly. guess I feel that way because that's what my, I feel like that's what my job is. That's my motivation. Sure. Yep. I'm with you 100%. It's to get them to pass that one test that the school is telling them, you don't get it, you're not going to graduate. And you could still have a 3.5. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we kind of all have levels of the same idea and same feeling on that. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was interesting. I had more numbers. I have a ton more numbers, but I have no idea what they mean. So I'm not even going to try. 
something about, you know, where English went from into nobody cares. No, Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're having the conversation about a topic that is an issue. And again, it goes back to, you know, that whole question of what is the purpose of the grade? mm -hmm. What does that letter or that number represent? Mm -hmm. And why does it matter? And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree. You got a point. All right, so let's um, maybe switch it up to something a little fun so we can wrap this up. We've gone a little bit long today. Um, Does anybody have anything they want to share about their week back at school? Or maybe, oh, good. Uh, Oh, good. Go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, When we left to go on break, there was two tests out there that we hadn't gotten scores for. I know one of them was in uh, the ACT and the other one, SAT. I want to say it was the SAT. Yeah. Cause I think was. they were only a couple of weeks apart, right? No, one was the seventh, second and one was the ninth, a week apart. Okay. So we were waiting for those scores. Um, I heard from a few students. Okay. But I didn't hear from many of them two weeks who's going to pick up a computer i didn't nope um but i had this one particular student this student worked hard he's in second language english as a second language um he doesn't speak it very well i mean he speaks it okay and he and his vocabulary is good he finally this was one kid I was really worried about. Okay. He passed it on this time. Yay. And it was when he <laughs> told me when he walked in the door on when we came back, I looked at him and I was like, oh my God. Isn't that fantastic? I am feeling? so proud of you, kid. Yep. Because I he was one of the ones that I was I'm I'm afraid. Yeah. That, that they weren't going to pass. Don't pass. There will be those boys and girls. So be, be prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, so, be prepared for that. Well, congratulations to that young yeah. man. Yes. Yes. It um, was a, yeah, it was a great one actually. Great. And how about you, Meredith? Anything fun to report on? Or? Oh, I had something and I totally forgot what it was. So, <laughs> yeah. That's my job to forget things. Um, well, I'm going to tell you this really funny story because it's really cute. I had walked, I walk around my room at the end of the day and I pick up things that didn't get picked up and throw away things that didn't get thrown away. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I walked by this, my room is set up, this, the chairs are in like a square facing, everybody faces each other in a square and there's a space you can walk between them. Anyways, um, so I, I look at the chair uh, as I turn the corner at this row and there's a note <laughs> there and it's, says wait a minute i took a picture of it because i knew i wouldn't remember it says in a note yeah meredith is having a coffee we're all sick we're all like oh meredith are you all right i think she may have walked out yeah i've had to stop for it okay i'm gonna Mm -hmm. keep going though keep going all right so i look over and there's a note on this this seat and it says on the note does the girl does, no, does the second girl next to me have a boyfriend? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
that's the cutest thing. <laughs> so, um, what a fantastic! Oh my god, it was the best. Meredith, did you? Are you okay? Are you back? Nope, she disconnected. All right, we'll catch up with Meredith. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I look at it. And I'm trying to figure out who wrote the note. So I, I figure it out. I think I figure it out because it was on this one girl's desk, like at, at, on her seat. And it would have been the boy that sat next to her. And if you looked over two girls, it was this, there was two, the pretty girl that sits over there. So I did in the next class that came in after <laughs> this morning, I did, I, I held the note up because I knew it didn't come from my morning class. And I was like, so I found this note in class yesterday <laughs> and they're like what does it say and it says does the second girl next to me have a boyfriend and they laughed and laughed and laughed and then um it, it, I, I was like so I've been trying to think I if this boy wrote the note and he that means that that girl is who he likes if it was this boy who wrote the note. so I was calling out the boys on who that they would like and it was hilarious. So, um, but I, I think it came from my last period class, and it's cuter than ever. I, I mean, this boy wrote a note, didn't text it. Did, well, because I don't like oh, to have phones in my class. So, uh, so cute. So it was a great little fun story. So, and I wanted to bust his ass about it, but I didn't embarrass him. I, <laughs> good, I didn't good, do that. good. So, good, anyway, so good. that was my day, and uh, yeah, that made me smile. So again, we did lose uh, Meredith, and she just texted yeah. me that she has to check out anyways. So she says, uh, "Peace out." And, Peace out. Uh, that's it for us. I think we can be contacted at. Uh, you want to do uh, this promo? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we're gonna do the. Whole, we're on Instagram. Uh, Florida teacher, today's Florida teacher. Um, yeah. and we are on, what's the, our email, what's our email address? It's the same today. Florida teacher at Gmail. We can be reached. So please keep listening, share, 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 like comment, grade us. It really helps with putting us on the charts and mm -hmm. getting us recognized. So, uh, we have, we have, a we're, you know, starting to build an audience and it's fun. So reach out. It's to fun. Us. And yeah, it's so fun. And it's, uh, I can't wait to hear some more and give us your ideas, girls, ladies, men, gentlemen, everybody out there, we're going to run out of ideas. So you got to help us out here. Oh, probably not. We're in Florida. Something's always happening. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's say peace out and do your best at doing your best. And we'll talk mm -hmm. to you next week. Peace out. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye.